This is Tamara Lexo, the Executive Director of Hopeful Hearts Ministry. Hopeful Hearts Ministry is a place where hope is reclaimed. We strive to alleviate the suffering and restore self-worth to survivors of trauma and abuse. We are a faith-based ministry supporting long-term recovery for adults through one-on-one peer support, group sessions, book studies, retreats, and public awareness. Welcome to Hopeful Hearts Podcast. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Hopeful Hearts Podcast. This is Tamara Lexo, and I am here with founder of Hopeful Hearts, Shannon Carr. Hi, Shannon. Hello, everybody. Hi, Tamara. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. It's, it's been hot. a little frustrating. It's very hot. Um, melting. Today is actually, melting. I think, the hottest day in, in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, from yeah. what I hear. It's supposed to feel like 112 or 113 oh. as yeah. we speak. And I... And I read that we're supposed to like we're supposed to be at the midpoint of the heat. Like it's supposed to slowly start getting better mm-hmm. from here. But I'm just afraid to hold on to that kind of hope. <laughs> it's gonna be I, Christmas and ninety degrees right, or something. <laughs> I feel like right now we are just we're like in the melting point where it's just we're just gonna melt there's no way no but anyway I I act this way every (laughs) summer every summer since I moved to Houston and that was like 26 years ago I act like I'm shocked at how hot it is like oh my god it's so hot where did this come from like it's never happened before but I've never lived anywhere else and I still act like that so (laughs) yeah it's it's been especially hot so Mm-hmm. But we have a great topic today. We are going to talk about uh, some things in your book, um, yeah. your your latest book, and you can hold that up there for our viewers. Mm-hmm. And the book is called "Reclaimed: Overcome Trauma and Gain Healthy Control, Control of, your life. of Your Life." Not unhealthy. We want you to gain yeah. healthy control of your life and you can get shannon's book on amazon Amazon. it's there um or if you are local and want to pick one up from us we have those and speak so i'd love for you to have a copy of that it's a book but we're going to kind of dive into some of the ideas in that today because really it's it's like the basis of all we do with hopeful hearts ministry so, um, you know, when people say, well, what exactly do you do? What do you offer? Um, and you can go to our website, hopefulheartsministry.org to learn more, but we do one-on-one peer support. We do um, group lessons, classes. Um, we do book studies, Bible studies. We can um, come to your place of business. We can work with your team on doing some recovery work with your team so that everyone learns to set healthy boundaries. And we have a retreat coming up in November. Uh, You can sign up for that retreat online at our website. But um, all of the, all of those things kind of boil Mm -hmm. down to 
these things that you wrote about right. in your book yeah. about um, overcoming trauma from your life, mm-hmm. overcoming abuse, right. um, overcoming traumatic events that have happened to you that have left you wounded. And mm-hmm. we want to help you have the tools that you need to to overcome those things and how to mm-hmm. gain uh, a healthy control of your life. So yeah, uh, why don't you pick um, this off, Shannon? Please. Yeah, I well, I just want to first be transparent. I mean, I, we always want to be transparent. We were just mm-hmm. laughing as you know, Tamara and I are updating everything now that we're together and a team and. Mm-hmm. We're rebranding and kind of getting our pictures done. That was a lot of fun. We did that yeah. last week. Thank you mm-hmm. to Kristen McCord for doing that with Houston, yes, with Houston uh, Studios. Studios. Um, and we were just discussing, you know, a lot of this. And um, one thing that I do love about this podcast and doing this with you, Tamara, and, and this is kind of what we were talking about is, I mean, we're not scripted. And maybe uh-huh. some people might listen to us and think they need to be scripted. Like they need to follow something. But no. I like the fact that we literally play it off of each other, right? Like, yeah, this is what we feel we called do. to talk about. But, uh-huh. you know, we don't know how we're feeling. We don't know. Right. And, you know, like what's going to come forth. And with uh-huh. full disclosure, but right before we um, started this podcast, like I was completely triggered by a uh, email. And when uh-huh. I say triggered, when I say that, I think a lot of people think, oh, sexually or something, just because uh-huh. of what my main right. abuse was. And no, uh-huh. like I have many things that I have right. lived through and gone through and overcome. And, and bags um, upon bags upon yeah, bags. Baggage, man. I am one of those, you know what I am? I'm a freight carrier. I am right. the freaking freight carrier that crosses right. the um, ship channel with mm-hmm. where it's like Legos. So it's yeah. not, it's just, and each one of those little, uh, what are they called? Those containers, those, um, yeah, they're those called shipping containers. Shipping containers has like how many bags of luggage in them? Right. <laughs> and right. I'm the whole freaking uh-huh. with all of the containers like the words, then it has the horn it's like blah, blah. <laughs> right. that is right and so that is why that russ is a saint for having you know married <laughs> me <laughs> i'm just kidding so um i'm not kidding that i am kidding but no so i got triggered uh because first of all it was it was an email from a male and cool. And to any men that hopefully, hopefully listen to this podcast, because we help both uh, male and female survivors. Um, yes. It was just, and it, this was a business email, strictly mm-hmm. business, right? That right. the man had every right to to say whatever. He, and it was just very forceful though. And it was almost mm-hmm. an underlying threat. Mm-hmm. And it triggered, it triggered me because I do have this, And thankfully it has gotten a lot better, but I have a Mm -hmm. lot of survivors that, you know, I've worked with that might come back every now and then or text something or ask for prayer. And, and this has been one of their main questions is I thought I got over that. Why is this bothering me? Or why is this popping back up? Or I Mm -hmm. thought, you know, and that's why Tamara and I consistently talk about the fact that this is an ongoing 
journey. Yes. It's an ongoing healing journey. And Mm -hmm. he, I got triggered, you know, I pushed that little button for me and, and suddenly as I talk about in this book and I'll, I won't go through the whole book. We'll just kind of touch on the different chapters and what we deal with and whatever comes up from that comes up from that. But Mm -hmm. that one of my lies raised its ugly head. It was like touching that little rattlesnake, you know, that's all coiled and Mm -hmm. warm and under the rock, but then Mm -hmm. somebody poked it and it was like, what? And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what happened. And, um, and I, as you know, as, as she and I were preparing for this podcast, um, you know, the lie that for me came out with that is, uh, you know, you're not, you're not good. Like you're yeah. not, not just not good enough because it didn't, it didn't hit to that particular lie. That's, yeah. That was, but it, it just hit to a, you know, you're just, you're not good at what you do. You're just not good. Mm-hmm. You're, um, you know, you just suck. made me, Yeah. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. it just made me feel like, oh my gosh. Um, but then on the other hand, it then triggered that like fight flight freeze mm-hmm. response of mm-hmm. oh what you know, and so now, which I typically kind of freeze, and I think that's then what upsets me is then my initial response was to be like, uh, well, I'm just not even going to answer. Like I don't even right. know what to do with that. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to ignore it. I'm, I don't know. I, Cause I don't know how, you know what I mean? I'm not smart okay. enough to respond right. or I'm not good enough to give the right answer or mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough to take what the follow-up might be or, you know, whatever. What the reality, reality is, please you, speak your reality. Well, like, <laughs> the reality, reality is you are, you are a brilliant yeah. woman and you are, oh, thank you. you're a great businesswoman and you are excellent at what you do and you have excellent interpersonal skills so I know that you will be able to respond to that in Mm -hmm. a professional way but you just have to take a minute Mm -hmm. you know like you just got to breathe about it and I think it's funny that you know we kind of joke about still carrying the baggage and all and sometimes people will say well why do I even want to do the work? Because mm-hmm. if I'm never going to be over this, mm-hmm. then what's the point? And you go, well, because you can be over it. You know, there, mm-hmm. there are some lies that I used to believe that I don't believe at all anymore and don't trigger me at yeah. all. But there's some that I just, I still have a little more work to do. You know, it's, it's just now hit me the exact thing that has been triggered just as we're talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's just really hit me what he got me with is mm-hmm. he stated a fact that he felt like, and it is his fact, right? He's comparing mm-hmm. kind of apples to oranges on something. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. my point of view, I think the job I'm doing in the job or whatever I'm representing right. is doing a great job. Like mm-hmm. I was pleased yeah. So much so that when I found, I was like, wow, that's fantastic. You're like, wow, so there's me, great results happening. Yeah, here. that's a great mm-hmm. result for him because he's comparing something to something else that literally is like comparing apples to oranges. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's expecting mm-hmm. a different response or a different um, outcome, right? Mm-hmm. But, but what you never triggered, promised that outcome. Right. But what triggered that for me is like that I feel like he thinks that I'm lying. Or mm-hmm. that I'm not, you know what I mean? 
And I think that has been, that is one of my biggest things that I do, that I can't, I don't, it's like, I'm not lying. I need people. Mm -hmm. I need you to believe me. I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. And I think from a little girl, from everything, it was always like, I felt like I had to, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, believe me, believe me. I'm not lying. I didn't make this up. I didn't make this up and, and I am worthy. I am good for my word. And I am because. Mm-hmm. so much was taken from me in that regard mm-hmm. you know like I want to cry just thinking about it mm-hmm. and just knowing that that's what that touched on and and you're right I do need to sit back and give that to God and and just go okay like I need to take that out of it right and just mm-hmm. respond I just need to let that go yeah. and respect the fact that I mean I absolutely don't blame him for feeling or seeing because he's looking at very very straightforward mm-hmm. things and I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm now bringing in my own truckload, my own, uh, whole thing of baggage with it. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, he doesn't need that clearly, but anyway, um, I'm glad right. see, this is why we do this. Right. Let me just witness. This is what we do. You give us a call and we help walk you through. This is, this is also what we do for businesses. When people say, well, how yeah. do you bring this in? to a business and mm. you, you know how we can help your team communicate better with each other uh, right when when you take your baggage out of the equation right you know, how how to do that so anyway right and working with coworkers right um you know that that whole setup as much mm-hmm. as you want to think that your personal life does not come in to your business life yes, yes it does um it does. And then if you're wondering why, you know, why am I not getting the success that I, that I'm, mm-hmm. that I know that I'm good enough for, you know, right. sometimes we have to sit back and, and, uh, you know, first of all, learn how to allow that pride, you know, put that mm-hmm. pride aside and then to see, right. oh, I, I realized that a, like just me, like uh, that mm-hmm. triggered a response that I would have never thought mm-hmm. that it went back to that right. point of my life. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a quick walking through and going, okay, exactly. You know, what's what's that touch point for you? Right. But, right. Um, yeah. So let me explain for anybody that doesn't know about Reclaimed. Um, this was written by me after I got divorced, before I got remarried. So it's under my maiden name, McGraw, Shannon McGraw. Um, okay. I do have a author page on Amazon. So it's Shannon Dietz McGraw Carr, <laughs> all the names that I've had. Um, but this book is outlining essentially kind of what I have followed, uh, what I believe God is giving mm-hmm. me to, to use as I've worked with survivors and for myself. But it came from Ephesians 5, 6 through um, 14, I mean, 6 through 20. And I know that we talk about this in the very first episode that we do um, with this podcast, but I'm going to go ahead. I just want to read this again because mm-hmm. this is such a great um, thing for for those of us that are survivors, but it says, let no one deceive you with empty arguments for because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the disobedient. So do not be associated with them for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them. For it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. 
but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Watch carefully then how you live, not as foolish portions, but as wise, making the most of the opportunity, because these days are evil. Therefore, do not continue in ignorance, but try to understand what is the will of the Lord. And do not get drunk on wine in which lies debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and playing to the Lord in your heart, giving thanks always and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. And what I love is that, you know, I love the part where it says expose what's been done in the darkness, uh, rather expose them, you know, take no part in the fruitless works of the darkness, rather expose them. And just now, Tamara and I gave you guys an example of just a small way of not me not taking part, me not allowing mm-hmm. the enemy to just over, like, just burden me with this thought of, you know, he doesn't believe you. You're not good. You're not really, you know, you're not trustworthy. You're, you know, whatever, all these things that I was feeling inside. Mm-hmm. And it literally, I feel lighter now. I honest to God, yeah. feel lighter now that we worked through this right live. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't feel as oppressed or right. dark inside. It literally is a feeling of a heaviness yeah. inside. Once you can and find the root to a weed, you can pull it out of the ground, you know, and then you don't have to look at it anymore. You don't have to deal with it in that way. Right. So that's what we did. We just went and found the root. And right. So thank you, Tamara. You do good work. um so like chapter one what is your fat what is your truth and what are your facts and so um it goes off of five ephesians five six you know let no one deceive you with empty arguments and it's just i give examples of those that i have worked with in the past and we go through just giving you know trying to help everyone come up with the fact of you know when we have been overcome by so much sometimes if we have not talked through, like I just did, if we've not talked through all the things mm-hmm. that make us feel, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. you know, if we're listening to all those lies, mm-hmm. we forget our actual facts. Right. You know, one big fact is that God makes no mistakes and God made, mm-hmm. each, made each of us in his likeness and goodness and that he loves us unconditionally. Right. That is a fact. We cannot... Mm-hmm you know, get rid of that, you know, the enemy cannot yeah. make that go away. Uh-oh. Excuse me. And, um, and I think that's what's so good is to then, you know, and sit down and I always have a reflection at the end. Um, uh-huh. And so I encourage, I really do. If, if you're just now going through the healing process and uh-huh. if you don't want to work with Tamara and I through this, um, I do encourage you to work through this book, maybe with a therapist. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, it's important um, work to do, whether it's with yeah. us or with somebody else. Right. And so, you know, I just, I encourage you to write down different memories, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and what are your feelings from those memories, things like that. So it is, you know, you could do as much with this book as you want, um, you know, or as little as you want. You could just read through it. Um, mm-hmm. But chapter two 
uh, it's time to live. I go into, again, going through um, those lies. So the first one I was, I focus on, um, you know, just what is that first memory that comes to mind, especially if you've never really gone through any kind of healing. There's always going to be that one main thing that comes to mind. And Let's work through that. You know, mm-hmm. that's another thing I want to say. And I know, Tamara, you probably have something to say about this too. Don't, this isn't about taking that whole um, ship container and trying to unload everything at one time. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's not, that's not healthy. It's not going to yeah. help you. And yeah. I absolutely believe that God gives us that moment for when certain mm-hmm. things are to be revealed. Uh-huh. you know, from within, from you, like, and for you to, you know, that where you're able to work through. Uh-huh. So for instance, yeah. you know, my memories of what my grandfather had done to me didn't fully resurface until I was writing my second book, um, Redeemed. And it was then at that point, and that was still, even though I had, I just knew he had done what he'd done. I just didn't have any of the memories. I didn't discuss it. I hadn't worked through it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need to, I was working through other things. Um, but when mm-hmm. it all came forward, it was fantastic because then finally I, I really felt like I understood myself, like all my pieces yeah. came together, but the work was so hard because that was a hard thing to deal with. And had I had that come at any other time before that, mm-hmm. I am not quite sure that I would have been able to really handle it because of Uh not just myself, but even because of the reactions around me yes, and the people around me. And, you know, because a lot of, there was a lot of hard things where people either didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want to acknowledge it. They didn't want, Uh you know, whatever. And I had to be strong enough to simply accept that and know my truth is my truth. And I'm going to keep working through it. Right. But had that happened any earlier, that in itself would have devastated me so much. And it would have added to the same trigger I'm dealing with today. Of nobody Lovely. believes me, you mm-hmm. know, I, and I'm yes. not worthy to speak my truth because nobody's going to believe me anyway or hear me. Mm-hmm. And so I can't get anywhere with that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I feel like um, over the years, and I know we use this analogy a lot of like an, of an onion, and you peel back the layers on it. Um, When I first started any kind of recovery work, um, I had done therapy off and on, you know, through my adulthood. But when I first started going to uh, celebrate recovery and I joined a step study, a 12, like a 12 step program, um, Celebrate Recovery, if you don't know, is a faith-based Christian 12-step program. It was, um, it's written by, um, I'm just drawing a blank right now. Um, I'll look for it. John, John Baker it. that did Alcoholics Anonymous. He <laughs> yes. is part of it, but also Rick Warren. Thank you there, Rick Warren, mm-hmm. um, from Saddleback. He was at Saddleback uh, out in California. Um but they took basically like the Alcoholics Anonymous program and uh, made it Christ-centered. And so the very first time I started that, 
it was because I knew I had a problem with emotional eating. Um, I knew I had an unhealthy relationship with food and I went in thinking, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and it's going to fix me and I'm going to lose weight. And mm. I went in and realized, oh, like there's a, there are reasons why I have unhealthy relationships with food and which I should have known going, you know, but it was just, it was like, I didn't, I had, it didn't put those pieces together. And so I had to start pulling back those layers and I really only got like a couple layers in where it was like, oh, I had an anger problem. I had a huge anger problem, um, which had been, that had been pointed out to me and several people had said, you know, you might want to work on that. And um, I was kind of in denial. Like I, I held on to my anger, like it was a power thing, like uh, my rage and the way I could act out that that made me stronger. And it made me like, like I was a force to be reckoned with. And I didn't want to give that up because it made me feel powerful. And I didn't want to be in a position where I didn't feel powerful anymore. Um, so that was like the first thing that God was like, well, we got to deal with this first, you know, it's like, why are you angry? And so started dealing with that and pulling that. And then it was like, okay, well now, why were you angry in the first place? And well, then it goes, it was like, oh, well, there was this abuse that I endured as a small child. And there was, um, horrible sexual things that had happened to me, uh, as a high schooler and, and my mom's suicide, it's like, oh, we got to deal with the anger. And so then we start pulling back layers and pulling back layers. But if, if all of those things had just been put out there once, there would have been too much to sort through. Like it wouldn't have made sense. It would have been overwhelming. Um, but going through and, you know, pulling back the layers, you can see where this is connected to this and this is connected mm -hmm. to this and this is connected to this. And each time I would see a connection, it was like, oh, mm -hmm. that makes sense. And it made me hungry to discover more and say, well, mm -hmm. then why did that reaction happen? So let me go back further and go, okay, well, where, where did this come from? And then go back for, well, then why did that happen? You know, it's, um, it's kind of like reading a mystery novel. It's like, you, you got to figure it out. Because at every twist and turn, the story changes. But it's overwhelming if all those facts are just given to you at once. So, mm -hmm. no, I know. I agree with you. Um, I had a thought that came, but I was listening and now I can't, I can't remember it anymore, but that's okay. No, 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 I love it. Um, well, I'll just keep going. So, <clears throat> chapter three goes you know you are the key is the name of the chapter um but what I love about this one and you know like I said when I write I tend to write for myself too like mm -hmm. like the things I need oh, yeah. to hear myself so. right um, absolutely but this is you know Ephesians five ten. try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord mm -hmm. and I begin with the sentence get over it and <laughs> I go into this chapter talking about you know, how does it make you feel if someone says to you, get over it, or, you know, I need, you know, you need to fix that or trying to fix you or you're broken or, you know, mm -hmm. all those things. And 
and it's that's just not truth <laughs> that's not truth and right. the lord says in his own word you know try he knows he knows that we're not mm -hmm. perfect we are mm -hmm. not perfect and we're going to have times that we mess up and you know and we do i think the whole point is just like with you first starting with celebrate recovery mm -hmm. i mean that was your first step right yeah. that was you trying and mm -hmm. you know you went through that and i mean i remember i went i did beth moore my kind of first moment mm -hmm. of my healing was doing beth moore's bible study um um breaking free yeah and that i mean it, that's what led me ultimately to this my major kind of reconversion and you know meeting mm -hmm. god but and then i did it but then i went back and i did it again because i realized i didn't get everything from mm -hmm. it the first right. time and then i let it twice mm -hmm. because and each time you know I, I i let it go i knew there was other things i could keep doing right. But it was just, I think because it was my first one and my first thing and my, and I didn't yeah. know about self celebrate recovery at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, like, again, just as we started this whole podcast today is that this is a, for, it's a journey. It's going to be a journey and you're going to keep learning and you're going to keep different things. And so mm -hmm. probably even with you, as much as you, you know, got out of doing, um, you know, your first celebrate recovery, you know, yeah. you started recognizing, okay, well, this is where my anger comes from. You know, these mm -hmm. are the things, you know, you started with the first tools in your toolbox. Right. But it probably right. didn't mean that suddenly it was gone, you know, yeah. that you were suddenly like, you know, Tinkerbell, you know, Tamara. Like, I'm the happiest of all, all the time. Well, some people <laughs> called me that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody called me that. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not. Oh, you're right. You did, you know, but you, it's like, oh, well, you're just going to soften this. It's like God refines us mm. through the fire. You know, that's kind of the promise of his word. It's like when we go through the fire, he, he takes those impurities out of us because he wants us to be pure like him and so we have we have our edges filed down and uh mm -hmm. sharpened and you know we go through the things we go through and it makes us a better person if we allow god mm -hmm. to work through it mm -hmm. because if we don't then we become a mess so mm -hmm. you know we're just that big old child poo but he can make something <laughs> beautiful out of it <laughs> exactly Ooh. and you know as i was flipping through the pages of this chapter i, I landed on i give quite a few bible verses throughout each chapter mm -hmm. and things and um and i'm only going to read like the first sentence of this because it's what grabbed my attention but as we are doing that for ourselves like giving ourselves grace to kind of mm -hmm. keep going through these steps i think it's so important to allow ourselves or allow us to see that maybe other people are doing that too, right? Yes. Or maybe they they haven't even, yes. they're not even started. And, you know, right. yeah, you can hopefully lovingly be that, you know, example, if you will. You mm -hmm. can never make somebody, you can't force a, a horse no. to, the, to the water, right? Isn't that the saying? Right. You can't. Yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. 
Yeah, there you go. Thank you. But this is from, it's Romans 14, and I quote 13 through 18, but this is probably just 13. Then let us no longer judge one another, but but rather resolve never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Yeah. And I love that because, I mean, I think one of the things that I still struggle with to this day, and I, you know, I got my little therapy journal I've been writing in, I'm gonna, uh-huh. I need to go back um, once I'm back from my little trip, is just being frustrated with, I don't feel like I'm being allowed by certain people from my past or that I'm around to uh-huh be a, a new person or improved person or mm-hmm. forgiven or yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I do. It's hard for people who knew you when mm-hmm. and then you've had a break from them and then they mm-hmm. see you now. It's hard for them to reconcile the difference in you mm-hmm. when you go, I'm not that person anymore. I'm, I am changed. You know, it's, yeah. I feel like it's easier for the people who are in our everyday life and they see the gradual change. It's kind of like watching a toddler grow. How, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you don't see it. You don't notice it so much, but if it's, you know, your niece or your nephew or grandchild or cousin, whatever, and you're away from them for a few months and you come back and it's like, Oh my word, you're so tall. You know, you didn't see all the work in that daily growth. And so it's really hard for people to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't want they don't want to believe that we've changed Mm -hmm. um, because either we've hurt like our old self, how we were as our old self, maybe we hurt them. And so they, they don't know if they can trust us as our new self Mm -hmm. or what I see more often is someone who knows that they need to change Mm. someone who knows that they, they need to make changes in their life they know that there are very unhealthy things going on and they see that you are healing, that you are growing, that you have joy and peace in your life. Because you and I both know that when you start this journey, that mm-hmm. you start to experience joy and peace in a way that you never, ever did before. And so right. now you have joy and peace and they want that, but they mm-hmm. don't want to do the work yet. And so they're bitter at you Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes they will cut you out of their life because they don't want the daily reminder that Mm -hmm. they're not doing the work yet Mm -hmm. and I say that not as like a prideful thing like oh look at us we're right Mm -hmm. growing and healing and it's not that at all it's like we want to say to people look what God can do like it's so exciting Mm -hmm. sometimes I just like I want to shout it in the mm-hmm. town center, you don't know, be like, look, look what God can do for you. Keep shaking my mm-hmm. fists. <laughs> I'm like, look what God yeah. can do for you. Look what mm-hmm. possible if you let him in mm-hmm. to those dark places. Then you just try. Just, people mm-hmm. just shut it out. You miss mm-hmm. out on it. Oh, I know. So, I mean, with that, the end of that chapter, I, I just have you reflect on, you know, what is that relationship with God? Because that's mm-hmm. essentially what this chapter goes into is so many things of, can you trust God? Can you trust God mm-hmm. to help you come out of this? Can you believe of what he, you know, feels about you? And, mm-hmm. and then um, throughout the book, I also share different um, poems 
that survivors that I've worked with over the years have mm-hmm. written. Uh, chapter four goes into eliminating the darkness. Um, and this is the chapter that I talk about writing down all your ugly. So this isn't necessarily the lies. It's just the the things that maybe we even personally feel about, you know, ourselves or things mm-hmm. that we um, don't Ooh. like about ourselves mm-hmm. or that we finally have taken on an understanding of, oh, maybe that's not so good. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I think it's, it's so fulfilling to be able to do something like that. Um, Uh you know, just to even acknowledge, okay, look, I mean, yeah, I feel like, you know, I have this about me, but now that I'm acknowledging it, I know that I can improve it. You know, I know that I can do more with it. Um, Sometimes we, we, Switch on behaviors as Mm -hmm. children or um, even as adults, if you're in an abusive relationship, we we learn to behave in a certain way in order to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then when we're out of that situation, we're no longer living with an abuser, you know, no longer with that grandfather, you're no longer with, uh, you know, that friend or whatever we forget that we don't have to have that behavior anymore. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of have to unlearn some things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's an important part of it too. And, you know, and I, I, and I feel like that it's very important for us to, and I know that we always mention it. It's, it's not healing journey is not being able to just put everything on that traumatic situation or on Mm -hmm. the person that caused it or on. Yes. Yes, that is the majority. However, it's not mm-hmm. all of it. We right. do have to acknowledge the choices that we have made yeah. or the decisions Absolutely. that we have made mm-hmm. to allow ourselves to be the people mm-hmm. that, you know, that mm-hmm. we are. And if we long to be more or better or different, then that means we have to acknowledge some of the things that mm-hmm. are ugly, aren't good. Right. Um right. Chapter five goes, you know, it's Awake My Soul. Uh, that was going to be the, the title of this book, by the way, at one point, and then I uh-huh. changed it. <laughs> For the longest time, I had it as Awake My Soul. Um, but now that you've exposed your ugly and written down your um, empty arguments, it's, th- it's time to stop that blame game. So it's like I, I do both sides of the coin. I mean, we could should have all over ourselves. Right. And that's oh, essentially yeah. what this chapter is talking about. Mm-hmm. How we could have, if I could have, would have, should have, that in itself also can get you mm-hmm. so stuck and so, you know, caught up in, in a, a, a point where you'll, you'll stay so stagnant, mm-hmm. you'll never be able to go forward. You know, mm-hmm. well, if, if I, if I could have, or if, you know, if they would have, um, I should have. You know, it goes yep. both ways. You should have, could have, would have. They should have, mm-hmm. could have, would have. It's got to stop. It stops right. today, right now. Like yes. you need to just do what's going yep. on today. Yes. Today. I know I've said it on here before. Excuse me. Um, but having regrets like that and holding on to resentments from your past. And I think both of those kind of go together, whether you resent uh, people for or what they've done to you in the past, or you regret choices that you made. And when you hold on to those 
things. It's like drinking poison and waiting for the other mm. person to die. You know, mm-hmm. that's what shoulding does to ourselves. When we go, I should have done this. Well, why are you shaming yourself now? Like there's shaming yourself now is not going to fix what you did in the past. Mm-hmm. We have to learn to forgive ourselves and move forward. It's like when you, Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. Do better. She, mm-hmm. she probably said it much better than that. But when you know better, <laughs> you do better. I know how you say well, that's, that, that. No, I think that's how she said I mean, it's so yeah. simple you know better, of a comment, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, hurt people, hurt people, heal right. people, heal people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, at, at any point. Right. You can't and it do doesn't better mean do that better. it doesn't mean that you just let everything go and you don't ever, mm-hmm. you know, like it, we need to make amends for things if we've hurt people in the past. That is mm-hmm. an important part of the healing process is, you know, if at all possible, going to that person and saying, I did this to you and this was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Um that's not always possible. We, you know, Mm -hmm. people die or they move on and they, maybe they don't don't want anything to do with you again. Or, you know, um, there's lots of reasons why you can't make make amends, but it is, it's okay. And there, Mm -hmm. there are things that you can do even in those situations Mm -hmm. um, to allow your heart to, to heal from Mm it or vice versa. If you need like if someone really hurt you and they're gone, so you're never going to be able to confront them and say, you did this to me and it hurt me. You know, there are things that Shannon and I can walk you through um, mm-hmm. exercises that you can do to allow your heart to open up and receive healing from that as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, your story is never a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's never until that. the day that you are in the ground, your story is not over. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's always healing work to be done and there's always joy to be found. And that's, that's what we want to do is help you mm-hmm. with, right. with that stuff. So, um, I'm just going to quickly go on. I know yeah. that we're probably close to our time, but chapter yeah, six, claim your inner wisdom. This is, I'll tell you all, this is, as writing the chapter, I, I think I even explained how, why it was so hard for me. This process for me was difficult because it's accepting that you really are forgiven, just what yes. you know Tamara was saying, and that mm-hmm. you have a right. That's one of my lies. I don't have a right, right? So, But mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. a right to claim God's blessing. You have a right yeah. to be blessed by God. And and I, I, on the page 72, if anybody's looking at their book, I say, God doesn't look at just your potential. When God looks mm-hmm. at you, he sees who he knows you are, what you can do and what you will do once you decide to be on his team. Remember, Jesus never healed anyone who didn't first admit that be, admit to being sick. And there's a difference in admitting and taking on the blame. The enemy is clever, and before we realize it, we've either taken on the responsibility of the suffering or put it on somebody else. And um, the reflection, this is what was so hard for me. I'll never forget, I think I had a therapist ask me 
this, or maybe it was even one of my spiritual advisors one time that asked me this. The first question on my reflection of that chapter is, what do you want? And I remember sitting in that and thinking, I don't know if I've ever thought about like, Uh what, what do I want? You know, and I don't mean like, you know, a kid's dream. I want to be married and have kids and blah, blah, blah. I mean, no, literally like right now, what, what do you want? Uh You know, peace of heart, a Uh friend, you know, whatever. And that I have a right to say, Lord, this is, this is what I want. Yeah. And that he wants to give it to you. Mm-hmm. He does. You know? He does. Uh, there are so many blessings that he has in store for us that go wasted because we don't ask for them. He wants to bless us with all the fruits of the spirit. He wants us to have the, you know, the peace, the joy, the patience, the kindness, goodness, self-control, understanding, uh, I lost count. All those. Peace, <laughs> um, joy, love, patience, kindness. Yeah, all those. Sing the song. <laughs> right, I know. I'm like mm-hmm. blanking out. But he wants all of that for us. He wants us to, to live a life that has the wisdom and the joy and the peace comes only from him. But we just, we don't ask for it. That's big to say, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that, you know, even now I think that I could, you know, I think every now and then we need to take our journal and reflect on that. Like Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're feeling in one of your stagnant moments or your little bumps or something, you know, what do Mm -hmm. I want? And then really working through that and taking it to God and putting it in uh-huh. his hand and knowing, okay, yeah, it might be decades before I get it. Because <laughs> right? it took me a few decades to get it, but yeah. to get something I really wanted, not all of it. I just mean one particular thing, but yeah. um, you know, I mean, he does want to bless you. He wants to bless you. So yeah. I mean, what, you may have, like we said, you may have to pull back a lot of those onion layers mm-hmm. before you get there, but there's blessing in that yeah. work too, you know, in the pulling yeah. back, you're going to find things that you didn't even know you wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. You're going to find those in the process. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, chapter seven goes on with you've got this. And, and I just talk about, you know, rejoicing in that fact of, you know, mm-hmm. God does want to bless you and, and that you are strong enough. Um, And I'll just say a little part. It says, when you recognize God's will as the most joyful and fulfilling path you can take, your life can fully be fully authentic. Granted, as I've stated earlier, no one is perfect, but God still loves us unconditionally in all our imperfections. If it were up to God, it would be easy to recognize his plan, to receive it and to follow it. But God wants us to want to follow him. He doesn't want us to love him or follow him because he makes us do so. Would you, would you want your spouse to love you only because you said they had to, would you want your friends to be your friends because you made them? Absolutely not. So I go into learning how to be grateful, thankful, um, recognizing, you know, the positive Mm -hmm. aspects. Um, And there's a 
a prayer that I offer at the end of that chapter that I'll close this with today when it's time. I have, it's, mm-hmm. it's only a 10 chapter book, so we only have a few more chapters, but I love this prayer. It's by Thomas Merton. It's just, it's just a great little prayer that um, <clears throat> back in the day, many years ago, I started a, a there's a group out there called returning uh, Catholics returning home. And it's a program mm-hmm. at the church that welcomes those that were brought up Catholic, maybe even didn't go through all their sacraments, but you know, mm-hmm. they were brought up in the Catholic home and then they come home. And uh, right. this was a prayer that we would, we would do with them that meeting, but it's just, Ooh. it's a great humbling prayer. Um, and then chapter eight, stand firm. And this is based off of that. You know, this is the one I cringe at sometimes, but um, <laughs> I always talk about, you know, I know Tamara giggles because she already knows what I'm about to say. You know, I love Jesus, but also, you know, drink a little. Um, It's Ephesians 5.18, you know, do not get drunk on wine, which lies debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I, my first sentence is I love wine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I appreciate its aroma, the boldness of the grape, the way varietals Mm -hmm. of wine can make the taste of chocolate or a good steak burst with new delicious flavors. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I go in to the fact of of what that means, right? What does that mm-hmm. sentence mean to us? And I, I believe um, in many ways we can take aspects, whether it's as it's clearly stating in the Bible, Bible do not get drunk on wine, but it's mm-hmm. saying do not everything, right? Don't overeat, don't overcomplain, mm-hmm. don't, you know, whatever. We can allow the bad part of our life to force us into, mm-hmm. um, you know, debauchery to force us mm-hmm. into uh, replacing what God wants to fill our heart with, with something else. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing yeah. that, that is not good, you know? Um, and so I do go into this chapter saying how it is important for us to look at these, you know, and there have been moments in my life where, um, you know, full disclosure always, as y'all know me, um, mm-hmm that I probably did use drinking as a way of Mm -hmm. overcompensating or over, you know, or just dealing with the day. And then I would recognize it and I would take a step back and be like, I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not who I am and I'm not dependent on this and I don't need it. And, you know, back away, like I'm, Mm -hmm. this is definitely going off the deep end here and and that's not my intention and that's not what I want for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. so anyway, so it's, it's very important to be able for us to be truthful to ourselves in that regard. We did a podcast. Um, one of our early ones was on numbing your pain. And, uh, we talked about different things that, we have used over the years or, you know, things that, that people do that really they, that we, we put in lieu of God, you know, when we need to be reaching out to God, we need to be calling out to him. And, um, you know, I have used wine many times in lieu of God. I've used food in lieu of God. I have used Netflix in lieu of God. I have, you know, uh, exercise exercise i've I've never done that but some people have (laughs) i have i mean back in the day i mean yeah yeah i can get up for a 4 a.m boot camp but could i get up for a 4 a.m adoration hour you know yeah no that's true yeah that is true um look at that i yeah i exercise in lieu of that (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, uh, but the, you know, we, we do those things and, and those things aren't always bad. I mean, exercise is great for you. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. sleep is great for you, but when you're going, when you're doing those things instead of spending time with God, instead of asking God to come and join you in this situation, to bring you peace and healing, you know, you're going to end up empty. Mm-hmm. We all have, you know, a, God designed us. It's in our DNA. He designed us to be in a relationship with him and he designed us to praise him. So if we aren't in a relationship with him and we aren't praising him, we are going to draw something else to try to fill up that need Mm -hmm. in us. So we are going to be craving relationships with people like in a, in an unhealthy way, we're going to be craving a relationship with somebody who can fix us, who can heal us. You know, it's not because we're, we're designed to be in relationship with other people too. I don't want it to come across like, oh, you need God and and no one else. He has designed us to be in community with other people. But if we don't have a relationship with him, then we are going to be seeking out people who will fix us and heal us. And if we are not worshiping him, we are going to be seeking other things or other people to worship. And that's, that's just how it is. I mean, those are mm-hmm. just, them's the facts. So, them's the facts. Them's yep. the facts. <laughs> so it's just, it's better once we mm-hmm. realize that and do that. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's where we fall short all the time, but yeah. Well, and on to chapter nine, I, I this mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorites. And I just recently did this the other day, um, this very example that I gave in here, but chapter nine is enjoying life, you know, address mm-hmm. one another in Psalms and hymns and sing praises mm-hmm. and just enjoying life. And we need to learn to celebrate even the little things we need to learn to celebrate, you know, if it, if it's been hard for us, um, I don't know, to get up out of bed and, and to go, mm-hmm. you know, like I think about my good friend that lost her husband way too young in life. And, you know, we kind of, di- it was discussing it, like celebrating these small steps, you know, that she got out of bed and got a shower and got dressed. Yeah. Right. Celebrate that, right? You know, celebrate, celebrate the small things. If it's been hard for you to do something and you've now done different yes. and you've mm-hmm. done better, celebrate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the other day, um, oh, I don't remember where it was or whatever, but I, I just, I felt like I had done a really good job with my team on the job that I have. And yeah. I was like, you know, I want a daiquiri ice, ice cream cone from Baskin Robbins. I love it. I don't eat it very often, but it's my little yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to give mm-hmm. myself a treat. And yeah. I had a 30 minute drive to go to another little work event and mm-hmm. I stopped, I paid myself, I bought a cone. I paid the girl a dollar for a tip because I was in such a good mood and ate my little ice cream cone on my way on the trip. Okay. And for me, it was just a little celebration. And um, yeah. I remember the first time I thought to do that was when we we uh, had offices for Hopeful Hearts. It was our first offices and mm-hmm. it was across the street from Baskin Robbins. And I was like, I, I actually have a right to go do something and I can actually celebrate myself if I'm going to do that. Right. 
I mean, I it could that. be a bath for you. It could be, you know, whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be an ice cream. It doesn't have to be food by all means, but yeah. you know, any little thing that makes you happy, I think it's important mm-hmm. to take a note of that and recognize it and do it every now yeah. and then. Or, you know, like I said, if like my friend that, you know, she got up and took a shower, I mean, her celebrating it was at letting me know, like, I'm, I'm happy, yeah. I'm proud of myself. I got up and I took a shower today, you know, and I did exactly. something more. And that's mm-hmm. celebrating. That's letting somebody yeah. else know, you know. I have a friend that um, has been in just a real funk lately and um, has really thrown herself into her business. Uh, she's a fairly new business, a couple years old, and um, <clears throat> hadn't been taking care of herself as well. And uh, she sent me a message the other night and it was like, okay, I exercised twice this week. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Good for That's you. Good. You know, it's just, yeah, the take the wins where you can get them mm-hmm. as you're healing and you're, you know, you're on this path to recovery. Just take every win that you can and celebrate it and find somebody around you who will celebrate with you or celebrate for you. You know, it, that makes all the difference because there are people mm-hmm. in your life that if, you know, if that friend had had messaged some cer- certain people and been like, I exercised twice this week, they'd be like, so, you know, or why not three times or, you know, next week do four or you know, whatever. But just, she just needed someone to say, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's all we need sometimes just for someone to go, way to go. You know, mm-hmm. for like you, for your friend to say, I'm so proud of you for getting up and taking a shower. That was a healthy choice that you made for you today mm-hmm. and that's great right so. yeah and so I end with mm-hmm. be thankful but the chapter is in regards to forgiveness and mm-hmm. you know when I was led to this as God led me into writing and I and I even as I was writing I was like you know there's so much to be said about forgiveness and in itself could be its own book But the Mm -hmm. reason why it's at the very last chapter is because to truly forgive and Mm -hmm. to truly forgive yourself, you do have to come through the process that this book walks you through in order Mm -hmm. to fully acknowledge the pain that's been done and be able to say, "I, I, I forgive, I put this in God's hands. I recognize that it is, it is not my, you know, like it's not to me, right? Mm-hmm. It's between them and God. Yeah. I either forgive them or I forgive myself enough to then now move forward this day mm-hmm. and keep going and, mm-hmm. you know, keep moving yeah. forward and thank God and celebrate and embrace the grace, you know, that he gives me and, and the love that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the book in a nutshell. Um, in a quick overview, and I and it, just so everybody knows, any of the books that I have that you find, there's only three of them out: um, Exposed, Redeemed, and Reclaimed. You can read Reclaimed all by itself. Exposed all by you know, Exposed and Redeemed sure. are kind of the Redeemed is the follow-up to Exposed. Uh-huh. So um, all those books, any any proceeds go straight into Hopeful Hearts Ministry. So um, just keep that in mind as well. Um, if you're interested, um, but I wanted to close this out in prayer, but did you have anything else no. that you wanted to say, Tamara? No, no. just uh, again, if you have any 
any questions about what we do with Hopeful Hearts Ministry, if you would like to support what we do, um, we're always looking for individuals or businesses who um, are willing to step up and support the work that we do. Um, we we are a 501c3, uh, so any donation that you make is tax deductible, um, but we're looking for businesses to sponsor, like our upcoming retreat or mm -hmm. our gala that's coming in February. Uh, you can reach February out. Mm -hmm. Yes, reach out to us at hopefulheartsministry.org. We have a contact page on there. Um, you can find me or Shannon there and uh, or there's a donate page on there. We we appreciate you prayerfully considering joining us in what we do and supporting us um, because when you reach out and when you help and make a donation, you are helping another person who has experienced trauma or abuse in their life. You are helping them find their voice. And mm -hmm. it, no matter how much you give, however small or you know or large, it makes a difference in the life of someone. And so we appreciate you for doing that. So Shannon, close us in prayer. Absolutely. Um, I'm grateful for this prayer that Thomas Burton has written, but I, I believe, I mean, I resonate with it or it resonates within me. I pray it resonates within you. Um, my Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for Thank joining us today. Blessings on your day. This is Tamara Lexo, the Executive Director of Hopeful Hearts Ministry. We want to thank you for listening to Hopeful Hearts Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support or receive help from Hopeful Hearts Ministry, look for us at hopefulheartsministry.org.